that leads us on to um, our final speaker of the day. As I said, like one of the benefits of being <laughs> online is that we can get awesome people from the US, which is pretty fantastic for us. So really delighted um, to welcome Kate Adams, who's the VP of marketing at Drift. Drift is a brand that's really been on, on my radar for you know quite some time. I think you know for you guys, we have such a number <laughs> The companies in the portfolio um, and you know all the time it's like oh but actually you know how do we thrive how do we build our brand how do we do sort of community how do we do marketing and, and you know I think drift is really for somebody who you know actually personally I've not been a customer but as a like marketeer I look at this brand and I, I think it's exceptional um, it, it really sort of uh, made me kind of hit up um, the wonderful Kate via an intro from Diana so thank you very much Diana for that um, and asking her to come and, and share some intel with you today so Kate's going to speak about the great marketing reset and how marketers can thrive in today's digital world. Kate, over to you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to, to join you all virtually. And yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful. It, it's such a positive sign of today's digital world that I'm able to, to join you here from, from just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And it's such a pleasure to be here. And Ashley, thank you for the, 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 alluding to drift there and um, I'm not here to talk about community but I'm sure we could have a whole other discussion just based on that but what I am here to talk uh, to talk to you about uh, as as uh, mentioned is the great marketing reset and so I'm sure some of you may be rolling your eyes and thinking like yes of course uh, but let's talk about I'd love to dig in a little bit and talk through how you can thrive in really today's uh, completely digital world. Um, so as mentioned, I'm Kate Adams. I'm the VP of marketing here at Drift. I'm focused on uh, demand generation for the business. I've been here for just under two years now, uh, but before joining Drift, I was actually a customer, which was really the, the compelling reason that had me joining the company uh, at the onset uh, because I saw the, the impact of the tool firsthand and the impact that it had on the business I was at at the time. And I'd love to connect with you all on LinkedIn or, or on Twitter, and here's where you can find me uh, in, in there. So let's dig in and talk about what we're going to discuss or what I'm here to discuss with you all today. So brief agenda, we'll cover where we've been, where we are, and where we want to be. We'll talk about how you, can, how you should be rethinking your pipeline and marketing strategy, how you can turn your virtual events into your secret weapon, uh, how you can do more with your marketing offers that you have today, right? Many folks are looking at budget cuts or headcount cuts, uh, unfortunately, as that may be. And so it's now more important than ever to get as much as you possibly can uh, out of all of the hard work that you're doing today already. Uh, then we'll talk about getting close with customers and bridging the communication gap, as well as aligning and empowering your team around new initiatives. So let's dig in. So let's talk about where we've been, uh, where we are and where we want to be. So early on into uh, the pandemic, we created this kind of framework for how we felt that marketers were really making their way through this uh, experience. Uh, that we were all living through. And, it, and initially, we all kind of went into this survive mode, right? Which is, we needed to get all our teams home. We needed to get all our teams uh, to stay healthy. We needed to, uh, I apologize for that. Uh, it's one of the joys of this virtual world. Um, so it's one of, so 
really getting all of our teams safe and then getting them to work, right? And understanding how they can work in this type of environment. And then from there, uh, we moved into this revised phase, right? Which is as, as everybody started settling in at home, we needed to quickly, very quickly move from survive into revise and understanding uh, exactly what you needed to do in order to uh, keep your business healthy. And for many marketers, that was around surrounding your customers, listening to your customers, and doing everything that you possibly could in order to keep those customers uh, as, as your customers, right? And, and then also ensuring that the, all of the, I know that many of us are planning months and months ahead and all of our work. So we had to really make sure, we had to look at the things that we had planned and understand if those things were gonna come across as, as if we were tone deaf. And for us at Drift, that meant we really had to revise pretty much every single thing that we did. We pretty much picked up every single plan that we had, uh, squashed it down and threw it in the trash. And really that was a major revision. And from there we moved into analyze, which was like, okay, how are you listening to what your data is telling you? Um, I, I am still, uh, it seems like every single day, more and more and more uh, surprised and delighted by the amount of innovation that we've seen in this time frame. It is absolutely astounding to me how quickly businesses have transformed themselves. Whether it was uh, meeting completely brand new use cases that they never had had uh, done before, either by modifying an existing product or launching completely net new products, it's been absolutely astounding to me. And one of the things for us at Drift is we saw customers coming to us that we had traditionally never seen a need uh, for in the past. Healthcare companies were coming to us. That really wasn't a segment in our industry where we, where we were focused, right? And it wasn't until we stepped back and looked at that data to understand, wow, this is how our business is changing. Look at how the education market has been surging for in demand for us. And it makes complete sense, right? Uh, we saw uh, healthcare, education, finance, real estate companies coming to us because all of these industries, we all were, but were some more than others, were having to transform themselves in ways that they've never seen before. And if I hadn't been looking at that data, if we hadn't been studying that and understanding what was going on, we would have missed out on all of those opportunities. And I, I guarantee that uh, this ha is happening now within your business as, as well. And so I always think it's never too late to go and, and constantly make sure that you have your finger on the pulse of the data and what's happening within your business. Uh, from there, you move into this pivot, right? Which is you're actioning on the data. So similarly to what we talked about, we revised our plans to understand how we were uh, marketing to the existing personas and in industries we had been marketing to, we analyzed to understand what new personas, an example of a new persona for Drift is we had tons of field marketers coming to us. Field marketers traditionally never thought about a digital experience. Now they are thinking about a digital experience more than ever, than they ever have before. And so we've, we've 
figured out how to pivot. In fact, we've launched brand new uh, product sets and, and met product needs around, vir around virtual events, right? And so that's what I mean by, by that pivot stage, understanding which channels are working best and doubling down on those and, and revising and, and deleting all of those channels that are no longer available to you, right? And then from there, really innovating. How are you identifying new channels? How are you identifying new tactics that you're going to use that you've never actually done before, or maybe has been on the back burner in the past, and now you're you're going to bring those things forward because now you need them more than ever, right? An example for that is we're we're really digging deep into our ABM strategy, whereas like before that was a, maybe a medium priority for us, and now that's really a high priority, and you think back, this is not a timeline. Again, this is a framework for how you've co you're constantly cycling through these things, right? But what investments and innovations can we make now? What new vendors are we bringing on board? What new activities are we dusting off and saying like, oh, we're going to do this later, but we've got to pull it forward and do it now again. And then adjusting and that innovation and adjustment goes round and round. It's cyclical, right? And after new innovations, how are you identifying those learnings? And let, let's be honest, I want to call a spade a spade. I have this, uh, I try to put this mindset within my own team, which is like, look, not everything we do is going to be a home run, right? I realize that's very American. Not everything we do is going to be a wild success, right? And in fact, I expect that we will fail. But the number one thing that I want us to be able to do is identify those failures, identify why we failed, and then learn those lessons once so that we don't have to learn them over and over again, right? And we're deploying those learnings across all of our channels, right? And then finally into thriving and accelerating. So again, staying close to that data and really moving back through this framework all over again, doing it all over and all over again. And so monitoring your retention rates and, and understanding how are those new personas or industries that you are now landing that you didn't land before, how are you retaining them? What problems are they having that you didn't expect or that your old personas didn't actually feel, right? Create clear upgrade and cross-sell opportunities for customers once they've achieved that success. So once you get to them to that initial point of success, what's the next step? We always think about it as crawl, walk, run from a customer perspective. We want to initially get you on board. We want to get you to see the first, uh, the first uh, initial successes and then understand how, how can we then expand from there? What have we learned, right? and doubling down on all of those innovations that have worked throughout time. So but the one thing that is for sure is that we can't go back to business as usual, right? We can't go back to business as usual because uh, all around the world, people are at various stages of reopening, closing back down, uh, maybe staying closed, right? But so how, where do we really go from here? And so the big thing is, Let's dig into number one. How are we going to rethink our pipeline and marketing strategy together, right? And the uh, Twilio recently re uh, released their uh, digital COVID-19 digital engagement report. And what they found was absolutely astounding in my mind. What they found was 97, they did a survey of 2,500 enterprise companies and 97% of those companies said that COVID-19 had sped up their digital transformation by six years. 
So we have just really sped something up by six years in the span of just six months. And at that time, this, the report was taken, it was only at five months. Forrester and Gartner are seeing something very similar. I think Forrester says eight years, Gartner says 10. It is incredible the amount of transformation that we have all gone through. And not only have we gone through that, but we've also gone through that dealing with the physical and mental effects of, of enduring a pandemic. So if nothing else that you get from this talk, take a minute right now and pat yourself on the back. Because I think all of us as marketers have done incredible work over this period of time while enduring one of the most difficult times in any of our physical history, which is just astounding. But what does that really mean? It really means how do you zoom out and improve your end-to-end -end digital experience? How, do you, how are you making, so now that you really only have your digital channels, field is gone. Uh, for a long time, some, some part of telemarketing was gone, right? Because people didn't have their phones at home or had net new numbers and it was more difficult to reach them. Those contact rates were dropping, right? We're seeing those come back up now, but it's been really fascinating, right? But look at this, look at this here on the left, right? Our old B2B marketing tactics have become completely, they were antiquated before, but the six years of innovation that we've all endured in, over these last six months just have emphasized just how antiquated those really are. So let's, let's zoom out and take a look at like really what the flow is that we expect people as B2B marketers to endure, right? We expect that we're going to launch the same generic advertisement across all of our audiences and that <clears throat> we are going to catch some subset of those people and actually get them to click, right? And we all know the, the benchmarks on those click-through rates, right? They, they click on that ad and then what? So they click on a generic ad and guess what? They're taken to a generic landing page that more than likely has a field and uh, has a form on it with a varying degree, varying number of fields, right? I've seen them as long as 12 fields long. Uh, now, I, don't, I know many of you don't have your cameras on, so just do this virtually for me. Whoever goes to a landing page and says, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to fill out this form. I'm assuming there's not a lot of hands up, right? But so from there, you finally get some small subset of individuals to actually fill out that form. And then what? We send them an automated generic thank you email, and then we route them into our CRM. And meanwhile, what's that person doing on the other end? Well, I'll tell you what, right? They just told you, hey, please contact me. I really want this information. Please get a hold of me. I want to speak to you. Please get a hold of me. I want to do business with you. And I'm stuck here waiting. I'm stuck here waiting, right? So I'm twiddling my thumbs. And then finally, after I get routed through the CRM, after I get your generic email, in some span of time, depending on what your service level agreement is with your sales team, somebody on your sales development team or your sales team will follow up with me and call me so that they can qualify me to understand if I'm worth your time. Like if, if walking through that process and having that conversation doesn't make it uh, incredibly relevant to you that like that is fundamentally broken, right? Now, now think about the experiences that we have on the consumer side. The experiences that we have on the consumer end are that we are that I can take out my phone, 
I can go to Amazon, I can go to jet.com, I can go to any of these websites. With two clicks, I can have a package on my front step here in just 48 hours, right? It is highly likely that right now there is a shelf 40 minutes away in an Amazon warehouse with all of the things that I'm about to order over the next 30 days that I don't even know yet. But because of the machine learning algorithms that, that Amazon has put in place, they already know these things and they're ready at, a, at the drop of a hat. Let's talk about another consumer experience I have. Maybe it's Netflix, maybe it's Prime Video, right? I can take my remote and within two clicks, I can watch thousands, hundreds of thousands of different shows, movies, listen to any amount of podcasts using Spotify or any other platform you're using, right? And all of that is at my fingertips. But for some reason, we think that you should have those consumer side experiences on one end, but the B2B experience should look completely and totally different. And we found in the uh, State of Conversational Marketing Report that we've just published, that's our third year publishing this report, is that these people's expectations, your buyer expectations are changing because of the consumer side experiences that they're having. And so using the conversational framework, you can start to think about, okay, how can I engage these people uh, where they are? How can I create a more engaging experience? How can I ask a question that gets to, as Ashley had talked about, there, there's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. One of those things is that people hate to leave questions unanswered, right? It is against human nature. So how can I create an engaging experience that asks a question that starts a conversation with somebody so that I can understand more about them and I can make a recommendation to that person based on what they told me, right? And I can do that in a completely automated fashion. That is really, that's really where uh, fundamentally where, how we need to think about changing that, that digital experience. Also looking at like conversational marketing advertisement, like how are you using that? So you're spending all of this money, more than likely your budget has either stayed flat or been cut right throughout this time. But how can, so everyone's question, every marketer that I've spoken to is how do I get more out of the money that I have? And so the answer there, as we all know, is relevance, right? The more relevant your ad, the more relevant your landing page experience, the higher your conversion rate, the higher your conversion rate, the lower cost per lead you're getting, right? And so fundamentally, I want us to all step back as marketers and think, hey, look, my job is not, is fundamentally not to create MQLs. I don't wake up every day and say, gosh, I am so excited to put acronyms into my acronyms. I'm so excited to put MQLs into my CRM or my MAP, right? My marketing automation platform. In fact, what I'm really excited about is getting up every day and starting and continuing conversations with people on behalf of my organization. And if you change your, if you change your mindset to think that way, I believe fundamentally that you will create an, a much more engaging digital experience that you're driving these people towards, right? Next thing is, how are we investing in the right channels? So meet your buyers and customers where they are. And so now more than ever, people are spending a lot more time online than they ever have before, right? Traditionally, maybe a lot of folks were offline because they were in face-to-face -face meetings for much of their day. That was definitely my case. I am now online 
continuously throughout the day for at least nine hours a day. And in that time, I'm also consuming a lot more content. I'm also aligned a lot more in my personal time, right? Because so many of us are still at home or still at home, uh, maybe starting to venture out, but at home more than we've ever been. But what are those sites that I'm going to? I know personally, I spend a lot more time on my social media networks because I'm hungry for that human connection. If I can't get it in like a, a non-virtual setting, I'm going to go and try to get that connection virtually. So how do you really double down on those marketing plays that are really reducing that friction that we talked about, right? When I walked you through that experience, how are you doubling down on those plays that are really, how are you streamlining those experiences? So we're thinking about the things that have been really successful for us here at Drift is webinars. Right now, people are really hungry for education. I know that there is also webinar fatigue happening. So we all need to go through and think about how are we rethinking the traditional webinar? How are we making it better? People have, have fatigue from events like these. I, I understand that, right? It can be exhausting consuming all of this information. So how can we make it, how, we can, how can we ship it in smaller bite-sized chunks? How can we make it more entertaining, right? People wanna be entertained, even if they're being entertained while learning, right? Uh, we, we've really doubled down on our certifications, right? Again, people want to educate themselves. There's that whole concept of like, how have I used this quarantine time and made the most of it? Well, some of us have used it. I've, I've seen people learning completely different languages, uh, working tremendously on their physical fitness, all of these major investments in how they're empowering and, and bettering themselves, right? Um, all of these things, this is, these are the concepts that we need to really be thinking through right now. And then how are you auditing and then aligning the messaging that both marketing and sales are using? And so one of the, one of the things that we did right when COVID started, we swept through all of our messaging. And it was exhausting. I know many of, of you have, are, have done it. And then as we saw different social movements, different gender movements, all of the different political times, we keep sweeping through it over and over and over again. And the reason is we do not want to sound tone deaf and we want to make sure that we are leading with empathy, that we are being sympathetic and empathetic to the lives that people are in right now so that we can be super relevant, right? We are not sending the same messages that we were six months ago. We've completely changed it. And not only that, but we've had to align with our sales counterparts, ensuring that marketing, that we did a full audit of those marketing messages, and then we went through what sales development sending out, and then we went through what are our sales team members sending out? How are we empowering them to understand the challenges that marketers are up against right now? How are we educating them to make sure that they're, sell that they're sending relevant messaging, right? For us, that was like, hey, marketers, right now your website just became more important than ever. How are you starting to rethink that website experience that you're providing to so many people, right? And then also, of course, we, I talked a lot about this in the framework, but making data-driven decisions to improve our experiences and optimize. So here you can actually see one of the big uh, things we use. 
We drink our own champagne quite a bit here at Drift. Uh, you will not find a form on our entire website, right? Everything goes through uh, our chat in a conversational experience. In, in that conversational experience, that platform itself is providing us a ton of data on the audiences that are coming to us. So here in this image that you're seeing on the, the right-hand side here, you're actually able to see like, here's how the industries are changing that are coming to our, and the number of visitors from those industries that are, that are coming to our website. Here's how we're engaging those industries across with our playbook strategy. How many of those do we have covered and how many conversations and meetings are we able to generate out of there? right? We actually saw a 57% increase in opportunities from entirely new interested segments from March until May. A 57% increase. That is astounding. And that really goes to the finance, the real estate, the healthcare markets that I was talking about. And so that's why it's so important that we, that we stay close to this data, that we're monitoring it, and that we're doing it in a way that doesn't take us days and hours to get at this data, that it's a pulse check, that you can literally pull it up and you can look at it and say, okay, got it, I understand. And you can glean insights and actionable insights from there. Number two, turning virtual events into your secret weapon. So uh, on March 12th, I think was the day when we, when literally my, my inbox seemed to have gotten flooded with just about a notification from every single uh, event, in-person event that I had signed up to sponsored or even uh, shown an interest in sponsoring. And after a, a bit of a long trade ride home and having a pity party uh, for myself, I then, we, we really started to think through, wow, okay, so here's what just happened. So not only do I have a, a gap in the pipeline and and in the number of interested people and conversations that I was going to generate from there. But think about just what happened to the community that we serve. So many members of that community used these events as a way, as a professional development opportunity, right? They more than likely went and used their, their, their annual professional development budget and put those dollars there. And guess what? With all those events being canceled, they just lost out on an opportunity that they were counting on to invest in themselves, to become better marketers, better salespeople. And I don't know who your communities are, but the same thing happened to you. And so we zoomed out and said, okay, so if that is true, how can we really surround that community with really a, a powerful and engaging experience that provides them with a free, with completely free education? How can we bring all of our partners and ecosystem uh, players together to really talk through how we can surround this community and just provide value. Our founder and CEO, David Cancel, has ingrained in all of us here at Drift uh, the concept of give, 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 and eventually it will come back. And really that is the underlying uh, foundation of our marketing strategy. That is why we invest so heavily in uh, our events. It's why we invest so heavily in educational materials. It's why we invest so heavily in publishing the books that we do, because we believe that it is so critically important for our brand to really double down on, on, uh, on uh, providing value to those users. 
And so we were able to bring all those ecosystem partners together. And this is a real live LinkedIn uh, post that I did just after we, we brought them all together. I sent an email to 30 different ecosystem players of MarTech, SalesTech, and said, look, after you've kind of got, gotten over the shock of what we've all just lived through today with all of our events being canceled and having to cancel our own events, I want us to think about how we can come together and surround our community to provide an amazing experience. And within eight hours, I sent that uh, email and I went to bed and it was about 10 p.m. here. And when I woke up uh, at 6 a.m. the next day, I had 20 responses in, 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 in. And they didn't even know what they were in for, right? But again, creating that content and value, understanding, like really leveraging those partnerships for how you can not only think about how you'll grow your business, but how you can work together with one another, right? Uh, and, and so that is so key here. We were, we were able to pull off the biggest event that we've ever had in Drift history, which I don't know if how many of the folks on the line are familiar with Drift, but events are really our thing. We, we really double down here uh, in terms of events. We have a giant hypergrowth event where we have folks like Sarah Blakely uh, and Jesse Itzler come and speak about um, both how to be a better marketer and a better person and a better professional and a better executive, but also just how to be a better human being, right? And all of these things. And so we to pull off the largest event that we've ever had, we would never have been able to do it without those key partnerships. And so many Many marketers that I'm talking to today are doing the exact same thing. But a couple things on best practices, use a one-to-one -one policy and a cap for higher lead sharing. So every lead that you drive, you'll get one back, et cetera. Make sure that you have your UTM tracking turned on so that you can properly attribute those registrants back. Establish follow-up rules and timetables for how, how and when each of those companies is allowed to follow up, even what the messaging of that follow up is allowed to be, as well as the timeline of when they'll promote it, when everybody is going to promote it. And then always involve your legal team, right? Because you always want to make sure that you're in compliance with GDPR, etc. But then also, how are you making that event registration process and promotion completely seamless, right? And here's how we do that. We actually use the, the, our own DriftBot to be able to do that. It helps us remove the barrier to entry, create an engaging experience. And you would be surprised at how many people, when they sign up for this event, like go out and come back or either type it into the bot or post it on LinkedIn or whatever other social platform and talk about what an engaging experience it was just to sign up. It gets them amped up for the, the actual virtual experience you're gonna supply. And we've seen a 10% increase in conversions when you switch from forms to, to using live chat for registration, using Drift for registration, right? And now we've even baked in uh, the Drift bot. Recently, we had Rev Growth where we had Rain Wilson from the American version of The Office speak. We had the creative director of the musical director of Hamilton join us who had taken um, who had taken Hamilton from obviously an in-person 
theatrical experience to a completely virtual experience on Disney Plus, right? And had them talk about that, those experiences of that. We had, the, we had the leader of TEDx Women who obviously took that event to be virtual too, because we really think you need to really reinvent and rethink it. And we don't want you to just rethink about, oh, how can I change the widgets within that experience? We want you to rethink the, in the entire end-to-end -end experience right? Um, how are you, what's the production value of the videos that you're creating? How are you creating an experience within the experience? So we have a DJ, DJ Fader, uh, who was playing uh, at different times and different breaks for people. We had somebody who was doing, we streamed yoga lessons during the event, uh, yoga classes during the event, so that thinking about the entire experience end to end, how are these people doing in their well-being, etc., right? And, and again, we were even able, able to bring our chat experience within that, within that experience. And companies like Adobe have done that exact same thing, bringing their drift bot within that experience to act as a concierge, leading people through the day, telling them about what, what uh, event was up next, ask it, answering frequently asked questions in a completely automated way. Oh, and by the way, if they wanted to talk to us about potentially purchasing Drift, we were able to connect them with a real human being in real time, right? It's similar to how you think about, you wanna connect with people when they're at your, their point of highest intent and that's when they're on your website, but also they're at a really high point of intent when they've, when they've given you their most precious asset, which you've given all of uh, us today and all of, our, all of the speakers here today, which is your time, right? So that's virtual events. Let's talk about how are you going to, how are you going to get more out of what you're doing today? Um, so you've got to simplify and streamline content creation. So, um, I, I like this quote, it's work smarter, not harder, right? And right now we are all feeling the push. Everybody's working incredibly, incredibly hard, but one of the things that we want you to do is do a, do an audit of your content. What content that you have today that you can refresh, republish, reduce, reuse, recycle, right? Of all the content that you have, what are you able to blow the dust off of and make it anew? Because guess what? Everything's changed. And so it's highly likely that a lot of your content can be revised to talk about the time that we're all in right now, right? How are you identifying places where you have gaps within your content? And then take a look at this. This is my favorite thing, right? I'm, I, I'm always talking to our team about how are we squeezing the most juice that we possibly can out of each of the lemons that we have. And what I mean by that is, here's a great example. Here you can see we had a virtual, event, virtual summit event, right? We were able to take the transcripts from this event and turn it into a book, a new funnel for a new decade. From there, we took that book and made it into an insider course. And the other thing that's not here is like, then we were also able to turn that, turn the content from that book into a number of different blog posts, right? And so really, we only had to ideate and think through the, the content this one time, moving a, a new funnel for a new decade, moving from acronyms to customers. From there, we're able to make it into an ebook. From there, we're able to make it into video content. From there, we turn that into blog posts. And from there, we promoted all of this on social using snippets of all of this content along the way. So uh, the next one is, how do you get close to your customers? And so part of this is, 
uh, I don't want us to ever forget. And I don't, and a lot of the marketers that I'm talking to today haven't forgotten this at all, but a lot of them, you've got to surround your customers. It's, it's more important really than ever that you do that now. And so, um, one of the things that you, that you need to think about is so many people initially when the pandemic hit really took, said new business is dead. I actually think that's a huge fallacy. New business is not dead. I've talked to plenty of people today that are doing incredibly well on the new business side, but it's so important too. You don't ever want to forget your customers. We have a founding principle here at Drift, which is like we keep the customer at the center of everything we do. And so when I, when we're writing copy, I want them to, I want my team thinking about how is Ashley going to think about this copy? How is he going to read that? How is that going to come off from him? How is that most relevant for his company? Right. And so let's talk about this. So one of the things that we did early on was we talked with our customer, customer Adobe, right. And said, Hey, we realize this is a really difficult time. How can we add more value to you? How can we add more value? in what we're delivering to you today. They're like, actually, this is great, right? We have Adobe Summit coming up. We're moving that all virtual. We'd love to know how, that, how we could potentially bring Drift into that experience. How could you help us with that? Absolutely, so we went back and the product team dug in and said, oh, actually, this is kind of a no-brainer. It's really actually very simple for us to do. We can create a bot that it will help them help people register for the experience. We can create a bot within that experience that will act as the concierge here. Like, what can we help you with? Oh, I wanna to talk to an expert. Okay, great, here, I'm gonna route you in. What do you wanna to talk to an expert about? Uh, I'd like to talk to them about data, right? And we can route in the right person. But really surrounding your customers and understanding, look, customer, how can I be, add more value to you? I know this is a difficult time for you. What, can, what else can I help you do, right? Where are you feeling pain? Digging in, having those real conversations. It's absolutely critical that you do this right now. And then also, how are you partnering with your customers to create content, right? Everybody is so... Uh, it's easy to get caught up in the negative. It's easy to be... Uh, to really get stuck in what isn't working and what you need to do but how are you really able how are you able to highlight your customer wins give them a part a pat on the back right here's how we were able to uh let, talk through with a customer snowflake who just uh we are so happy for them just had their ipo which did tremendously well right but here's how snowflake was able to integrate drift into their tech stack and drive quarter over quarter growth of their business right and then we're able to take this webinar and turn it into a case study and turn it into a book and guess what our customer at snowflake loves this because guess what we highlighted their wins right? You're, you have to remember your customer wins are also wins for you. And so being able to highlight their wins is going to be a win, a win-win for both of you, right? So how are you using your customer stories in your webinars, in your blogs, in your eBooks, in your events, in your, in your integration stories? How are you leverage? How are you really talking about your customers and, and elevating the amazing work that they're, that you two are doing together? And then the last one here is how are you empowering and actioning your marketing team um, together? So one of the things that we have constantly, that, the thing that keeps me up at night is burnout on my team and happiness of my team. And it can be really difficult as you're sitting at the same dining room table every day or, or sometimes I've been, I've been uh, 
often found in my basement, going down to the basement every day and just grinding it out at your desk. How are you creating really engaging experiences for those folks? For us, it's been really important. We luckily, pre-COVID, had rolled out a campaigns and program offer and channel framework for our team. And so really we think of like campaigns are the underlying, like who is it that we need to be talking to? And then we have different programs for those different personas. And from there, within those programs, these are the themes, right? And so for a lot, one of our key theme, themes for COVID was doubling down on digital. And so then we created those offers within those programs and able to uh, utilize the channels. Luckily, we did this pre-COVID uh, and as we were reshuffling, right? And we were in that revised stage, it became really easy for us to look at this framework and say, this program is completely not relevant anymore. Cancel this out. Oh, this program's still relevant, but you know what? We should swap out these two offers. We no longer have this channel, so cancel that out, but move that investment into this channel. And so using a framework like this has been so key to our success in understanding exactly what's going on and how we can pivot quickly. And then lastly, how are you making, um, making sure that uh, that your communication is tight and that your visibility is so high. Here's what's in our tool stack for our own team. Asana, Slack, Zoom, Drift Video we use. So Drift Video has been a huge uh, help for us because I don't have to get somebody on a Zoom to have a conversation. I can quickly record myself, shoot it over in a video, and when that person is free, they can watch it and get back to me, right? They can either record a video uh, response back. And so really it's that asynchronous communication that we're able to leverage at the same time. But really making sure that you have the right tool stack in your team to make sure that everybody understands what are the things we're working on what's important to us what are our priorities in order to really leverage and, and achieve your goals and the last thing is showing your work and really communicating value right so how are you uh, making sure that the team is showing their work and and for us that means showing both failures and wins and here's like these are real live <laughs> screenshots of our own marketing uh, Slack channel being like, and you can see it over showing some work. Here's this. Thank you to Jess, Tim, and Lynn for helping get this up and running. Like, hey, I'm showing some work. Here's a drift collaboration that we did. Absolutely outstanding. I know I'm getting the Oscar music here. So real quick, here's how marketers can future-proof your marketing strategy. Really rethink your strategy and the channels you're using. Take your best events, rethink them. Do not take the analog event and bring it virtual. You can do better than that. I know that you can and I believe in you. Work smarter, not harder. How are you squeezing the juice out of every lemon you get? Talk to your customers, stay connected to your customers. Retention is more important now than ever. And empower and align your group and make sure that you're making the space to worry about the personal side of each of your employees, not just the work side. Thanks so much for having me. Super, uh, super, it was a big pleasure to be here and highlight of my day and, and thanks again. Uh, Kate, thank you so much. That was awesome. I think it's so inspiring for, you know, the our portfolio companies who are obviously so much earlier in their journey to sort of, you know, like see examples like what you've built um, at Drift and sort of feel inspired and, and take things away. Um, you know, I think the way you talk about like 
a lot of the antiquated B2B um, tactics are really interesting as well, right? Because, you know, fundamentally here are, you know, new innovative businesses disrupting sectors, but actually often using really old school tactics in order to do so, right? And so it's on us as marketers to really kind of challenge the, the things and the practices we're given as sort of the way of doing things and actually think that is this fit for purpose in, in the modern world. Um, Diana from our team actually had a, a really awesome question. Um, Diana, do you want to pop on and, and shout out your question? Kate? Oh, you're on mute. No, still can't hear you. Oh, she's having some audio issues. Uh oh, the audio issues. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, oh, well, now. Oh, there we go. We got you. Yes, great. So you can also hear the echo. Thank you, Kate, so much. There was like plethora of various kind of tactics that you used. Uh, where can a founder or someone who's very early on, scrappy startup, what's like kind of long hanging fruit? Where can they start or what has worked like really exceptionally well that you think someone can easily replicate or like get inspired from what you've done? Yeah, I think... Um and let me let me be clear this event has a special place in my heart cuz prior to joining drift and the and the company before that i spent 5 years with uh, exactly that those types of companies we were 20 25 people growing really quickly and and i know that grind and i know that it's so hard i'd like to say that's where i got my my free mba um, but if i'm a founder where i'm going to dig in first is understanding that that website experience that you have because your website is like is the thing now right it used to be that like digital was was a thing that drove to other things and what i mean by that was like digital was the thing that drove to events that were in person it was the thing that drove to in-person meetings you don't have that anymore it's digital to digital now so your website is now more important than ever uh, and if I'm just getting started, I'm starting to really look and, and, and triple down on my website and understand one, like, am I, what story am I telling when somebody comes here Two, where are the biggest drop-off points for me? Where am I losing the traffic that I'm getting today? Three, like, how am I uh, creating an engaging experience and how am I drawing people to that website? So do I have an SEO strategy in place or not? Uh, and, and if not, I encourage you to make sure that you're, that you're thinking about that. Cause I think, uh, Google search, I think the, the latest data was up exponentially. And so really it's, it's really about, uh, that website experience that you're driving people to. Diana, mm -hmm. does that answer the question? Yeah. Thank you. I think it also kind of resonates with what Stefan said earlier today, micro conversions in your website, all the little bits help. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think super relevant. I think also, you know, just the making it not about you, especially when you're a smaller company, right? So that snowflake example you gave was excellent, right? When one of your big customers is doing something amazing, how can you actually sort of leverage your brand by celebrating them and sort of making, you know, creating those connections, um, I think is, is definitely super relevant. Um, unless anybody has any last questions they want to put in the chat, I'm going to say kate thank you so so much for your time um i hope that we'll be able to get this deck off of you and share it with everybody else of course. it's you know been really a pleasure to have you here today um and you know drift is such a brilliant brand um you know i can't stress that enough i think what you guys do across all elements of 
you know and, and as you say right not just thinking about b2b but what can we take from like the sort of consumer marketing playbook and apply um to be oh wait hold on Daquan, you always ask a question like right at the end, your timing. Uh, uh, Dee was asking, do you have any advice for early stage B2B businesses when it comes to acquiring their initial customers? Yeah, my, my recommendation there. So it, Natasha, kind of builds off what you were saying before around the, the customer piece. So too many people think about like a funnel as uh, it's just it, when you get to the bottom and you get to customers, it's the end. But uh, there's a stat from Forrester and I, it's, it's, uh, I believe it's 64% of new business is fed by word of mouth of your existing customer base. And so uh, when I think about your initial customers, what, the next thing I'm thinking about is uh, how is that customer going to help you get your next one? Right. And so you can do that at scale with things like that we've talked about with our own snowflake webinar, but I think the biggest thing is nobody wants to be that first customer, right? Uh, and that's the hardest thing. Once you cross that wall, right? Then it's thinking about, okay, great. How can this person, they have peers. Trust me, like your buyer has peers that they talk to all the time and are, they're picking their brains and saying, what are you working on? What are you thinking about? How are you doing that next? How can you make sure that when they're having those conversations, they're talking about your solution and the value that, they, that it's been able to help them drive? to their business. And so I, when you're thinking about initial customers, especially in the very early stages, it's like, great customer, we got you to success, right? We got you to like onboarding and see initial success. And now we've got you to like success that scales. So now what I want to talk to you about is how can you help me? And I think sometimes it sounds selfish and like how I have too many marketers think like, how would I ever do that? But the reality is it's not selfish. They want to help you. And they also want to talk about their own success. And so like, they want to talk about the success that they've seen with you. I think that's really important. Daquan, I hope that answers the question for you. Thank you so much, Kate, for your time. It's been a real pleasure having you. It's Thank been a pleasure you. being here.